Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5. Yes. Yes, and we've got a few guests in the studio and they've already been harassing that or rehearsing that, I should say. Mm-hmm. If you'd <laughs> like to phone in, our number is 0121-772-8892 or you can email us in at studio at unityfm.net. Or our Luton listeners, if you'd like to email in, you please use the same email address. And welcome to you also on Inspire FM. We're here this evening, inshallah, talking about home births, mashallah, yes. with a team of dads this time. We spoke hey. about this. Inshallah, <laughs> <laughs> you can hear them. They're really excited in the background. Can't wait to get going. We did this a few weeks ago and we had Joe with us. Welcome, Joe. It's our, you, our midwife, you. our home delivery midwife. Welcome. It's lovely seeing you back again in great. the studio. Thank you for welcoming us back. Uh, it's great. It's great getting the dads in. We want to hear from the dad's perspective because it looked or sounded so good the last time from the mums. And when I first went down, I met somebody actually downstairs and I said, we've been recording or producing a show about home deliveries and the importance of this. And it was a man and he said to me, what do we do when she starts shouting <laughs> if we're at home? What do the neighbours think? Yes. So I think it was prime time we answered that and get in the men and Joe, the expert, to answer those queries and those fears that uh, some dads may have of maybe the neighbours might think I'm beating her or hitting her or something's <laughs> going wrong in yes. here and I'm ignoring it. So... Where do we start? Where will we start with this lovely home birth and your experiences? First, I should introduce Chris. Thank you, Chris, for coming to the studio. Lovely seeing you today here and in the studio. Thank you. Yeah, and Kamal, welcome also. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum It's lovely having a mixed audience here uh, telling us about your home births and your home right. deliveries. Thank you all for coming in. So, where will we start with this, Joe? How many home deliveries do you kind of have every year? First, to remind us of the numbers before we go further. Well, we're a relatively new service. We've mm-hmm. been going with the home birth service in across the whole of South Birmingham for a couple of years now, two and a half years, coming up for three years in April. Mm-hmm. And um, we're up to, at the moment, about, about 12, 13 births a month actually home births a month and we're really trying to up the numbers and one of the reasons why we wanted to do this program is just to sort of spread the information and share the experience and trying to dispel some of the myths and some of the concerns and some of the things that might put people off and just open it up so people have got it on their radar to think home birth especially for a second or subsequent baby which is something that we're really promoting we're really encouraging and recommending home mm-hmm. birth mm-hmm. where the pregnancy is normal and where women's had a previous normal birth brilliant and do you have men that come and say oh I, we can't do this because the neighbors might be worried or i can't cope at home with my wife in pain or i don't want to be there do you come across that we do have some concerns that men's, men express and um, I'm not quite sure they're particularly those ones that you've mentioned there and not so much. I think it's women who may be more sensitive about those sorts of things. I think that very much the, the partner is focused on their, their, the, the, the woman having the baby mm-hmm. and his concerns, often about safety for her, sometimes about the mess they perceive might be there. Um, 
about take that sense of responsibility for their partner and mm. just taking that step and then wider families perceptions and concerns that they may express okay. and fielding those and certainly one of the things that we do as a team is we host a regular tea party regular tea parties we're going to make them even more regular actually they have been once a month but they're going to be about weekly our next one in fact is the 17th of september at the women's hospital 11:30 till 1 and we invite people who are thinking about um, home birth to come along to those tea party occasions and then we invite back new little families who've just got a new baby Mm -hmm. you know the mother and the father and the baby to come and share their recent home birth experience and on those occasions it's great because especially the partners who have got concerns and worries they're able to express them and they're able to relax and they're able to have their concerns the 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 myths you know put in perspective and the facts laid out straight and they really often go away feeling much more confident and happy with the choice having heard people's experience very good. Mm. good. So this is what is about today, yeah. listening to people's experiences. Yeah, so putting it on air, we thought. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Mm. Kamal, you've had maybe three, four, four children, four mashallah, children, yeah, born yeah, at home. Yeah, so right. you're an expert at this. I think I'm getting with Joe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Soon I'm going to be hooked up with the specialists, you know. Some, uh, <laughs> Recruit yeah, you to the home birth team. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's a, a wonderful experience. I mean, as a Muslim faith, mm. I, I suppose, you know, I, I personally, I think, you know, every Muslim should go into it. Mm-hmm. Every Muslim should go, especially especially for the things and the experience that women, you know, they've got, obviously, Muslim women, they've got their specific things, you know, they have to be with specific uh, dressing and all this. Now, my first experience with my first child, Sakina, we had it really bad in Manchester, and it was not that good. And it put me off, then the alternative was what? Home birth. Now, the home birth, a woman, whether she's a Muslim or non-Muslim, she's the queen. It's her home. She feels relaxed. She feels chilled. Um, she has no pressure whatsoever. Extra. When you see other ladies here and there screaming, the other one is... That's a panic, in a way. So this is my, obviously, my, my understanding to, to, to the uh, home birth. And that's why I chose it. Me and my wife, and we went through it, and uh, we were really happy. Went to the pool birth as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, as well. So we tried basically. Is there any other other thing, Joe? Full you've, birth, you know, you've anything? Experienced yeah. all the lovely mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and yes. she's my neighbour as well, Joe. Yes. Jo. So not far away. So I don't have to panic midwife. You know, she could just run. You know, on her pajamas. You know, <laughs> up the road. You know, <laughs> and then there. You know, so that was that was really. You know, she was really Very supportive special. and the team as well. All, all. all yeah. That's really reassuring so when you have. Um, I think Joe so near mm. because as Joe mentioned it's a big responsibility did you feel that responsibility for first when you ch- made a decision about yeah for, mm. for the first child Jibril mm. it, it was kind of I mean when I was living uh, in Chittam Hill um, in the flat it was that type of you know like oh, this is the first child and in the back of your mind you're thinking well, well, if something goes wrong so anyway you know we're in a country where the ambulance is straight away there and if it happens as a decree of Allah anyway. mm-hmm. so we put our faith back to, to the creator uh, I suppose you know there's some ladies in the desert or in, in the jungle they give birth you know basically and, and they have no one around them mm-hmm. okay so uh, on that basis and uh, we had the beautiful experience regarding the faith you know we played you know second chapter Surah Al-Baqarah 
mm-hmm. where it says you know the devil obviously gets ki- kicked out from home for three days so there was a pre-planned uh, you know we were just basically uh, the house was full of harmony uh, and uh, and my wife you know she was really uh, looking towards that and well prepared <coughs> and it came mm-hmm. and I had to deal with this you know and the, even the nurses the, I mean the uh, midwife they were not there Mm-hmm. So I had to handle the first birth on my own. So Jibreel came and I received him, the dad receiving the son, and that's the first, basically. You, the, your first birth? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you yeah. had a home it birth then as well? Yeah. For your first one? I think okay. the first one was in the hospital, No, the it? first one, Sakina was in the hospital. And then the second, oh. the second one was... second one, Jibreel. So okay, came yeah. suddenly, okay, and yeah. BBA, <coughs> as we oh. say, born before mm. arrival of the midwife. Right, midwife mm. yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yes. I received, yeah, I received him, you know, and... Yeah. Sometimes so it happens quickly, <laughs> it does, unplanned. Yes, uh, yes unplanned. indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. We never know these things. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, but it's true. A lack of experience. I suppose you know, lo- lo- lack of experience and not and knowing is that this is an mm. unknown. Mm-hmm. This is like a mist. People they don't know. Mm-hmm. People they don't know about us. You know, completely. And they got this type of worries. You know, in their back. Or what about if something goes wrong? Well, but if something, but even in the hospital, anything goes wrong, and then what? Well, what makes the difference? Nothing, you know, is different. Um, it's having expertise there yeah. available, isn't so it? That, so that's what made really as home birth midwives, we have <coughs> all that training. So we 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 are the first line, yeah. you know, um, yeah. people who will deal with anything that were to happen that was untoward, and we call emergency mm-hmm. services straight away. Well, the people. That's why our main thing is anticipating any mm. problems and mm. and observing and <coughs> holding the situation so we can feel confident that mm-hmm. things are all developing normally. And mm. if there is anything that we're concerned concerned about. To make that referral early mm. so that yeah. we, we would move, we'd transfer to the place where we'd have the extra support yeah. if needed. But yeah, so if everything's going, risks, you absolutely, we're constantly assessing, is this the right place for this woman at this time with this pregnancy? Is she in the right place? Have we got everything we need? And mm. that's probably something that's been done unknown to the parents themselves. Mm. So the parents themselves see you very calm because you are a very calm person and smiling away. <laughs> but then inside, Joe is doing her checklist <laughs> and just seeing gosh, is, gosh, is, gosh, is, is everything is, all right? All right yes. Yes, going, think going as <laughs> was planned. And then you have your backup, of course, your ambulance there if you need it. They're, they're there. And, uh, yeah. I, Absolutely. Yeah, which is really brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to move over to Chris for and ask because Chris, we know it was your first birth that you had at home. That's right. And that we don't hear much of people having their first birth at home. That's right. Um, it's it's a huge experience. Can you just tell us why did you choose choose to have that? Yeah. Okay. So. Uh yeah, no, so I knew, I knew my wife was quite concerned about uh, the whole sort of uh, birth process. So we'd actually spent mm-hmm. a bit of time talking about different things and it became apparent just how worried she was about some of these things. We looked at a lot of different possibilities, in fact. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, the idea of home births came up and we started talking about that. And Zoe seemed much more relaxed about the idea of home, home birth, so mm-hmm. I was made a lot happier. Mm-hmm. So we started looking at a bit more seriously after that. Uh, and we found out that the Birmingham Women's Hospital had a uh, specialist home birth team, which mm-hmm. seemed like a great opportunity. So we went along and met them at one of these tea parties that uh, Joe mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, I think Zoe was pretty much told that's exactly what she wanted to do. She really liked the people she met. It was a great <laughs> opportunity to talk to people. Of I think course. part of the concern and fear about childbirth is it's a big step into the unknown. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you go to these things, you meet the people who are going to be there actually for the birth, and suddenly, mm-hmm. at least one bit of it, one aspect of it is, lo- is suddenly something which isn't unknown. Mm-hmm. You do know who you're going to be with. Mm-hmm. You have a bit more of an idea. You can imagine more what it's going to mm-hmm. be like. And I think that sort of thing 
definitely helped Black Zoe and because mm-hmm. Zoe was happy, I was happier and that's why we went for it really, I mm-hmm. guess. That was a very, very brave decision from myself being a midwife and having children myself. I don't think I would have made that decision. <laughs> very, very brave of you to, to do that and have that, uh, that discussion between you and go. I, I, I think it is the midwives themselves that reassure you then that everything is there. It is because it's, um, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult decision to make. To make, yeah. And just for some people, it's very clear, actually. It's very interesting. Some people are really, they seem to, they, they know in, deep inside themselves where mm-hmm. they want to be and where they feel safest. Yeah. Um, some people really are very, feel very strongly, actually, that they do not feel safe in hospital. Closing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they they feel off. safer at home. And um, mm-hmm. actually, our service has been set up on the back of some really robust research that was done, the birthplace mm-hmm. study, and it evidences the safety of home birth, mm. particularly for women having a second or subsequent baby. But also for women having a first baby, there's a slightly increased risk for a first baby at home, but it's four per thousand. And it's how you frame mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. for a second or subsequent, how you frame that risk. Mm-hmm. For some people, they would frame it as a low risk. For some people, they may see it as a high risk mm-hmm. and they wouldn't want to take that. But um, yeah, it is. we have quite a few people who actually choose to have their first baby at home. Mm-hmm. And we're actively promoting it and recommending it for second or subsequent. But mm. we would not, you know, we'd obviously discuss the different issues and the potential increased chance of transfer in labour mm-hmm. for a first baby at home. But we would support a couple who mm-hmm. are deciding to have their, very much support first. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had my first baby at home myself as well. So, you know, that's very much, I I come at it from that. I appreciate that personal Mm. side of it as well, that Mm -hmm. sense of where that decision of where you feel safe comes from. Mm. Yeah. And it's very important to feel safe, that feeling Mm. of safety. So it's not just being safe, but that feeling that everything is is going right for you and that you the people are there around you that that need to be there. Um, was it a long labour, Chris? Do you remember the labour? Well, so we weren't quite sure when labour started. My wife initially thought she might be having indigestion, but about six hours in we decided it was labour. <laughs> and about 36 hours in he was born. So, yeah, I think that probably classes as lengthy. Long so how did you prepare for that? So first baby often is longer. And how did you prepare for that yourself, not just physically in your home, but yourself mentally as well? Uh, yes, that's a very good question. So we did quite a lot of planning in advance. We spent a lot of time working on a birth plan, all this sort mm-hmm. of stuff, which we're much encouraged to. And we'd been through the course with the midwives. Once again, another nice aspect of working with the home birth team is we're able to go through the birth plan with the actual midwives who are likely to be there. So mm-hmm. then everyone sort of knows what you're thinking. There's just a change to some things which we hadn't thought about. So that was also a nice feature. So that was one part of the preparation. Um, we uh, had like, these ideas about what we were going to do. Like Zoe decided that she wanted to uh, eat quite a lot of carbs and stuff. They say that you've got to load up on energy before labour, mm. which doesn't seem terribly attractive when you think you're suffering <coughs> from indigestion, I guess. But <laughs> she, she managed to eat something. So that worked quite well, too. The big thing which really helped Zoe through her um, the majority of her labour, in fact, were these sorts of um, relaxation techniques that we spent quite a lot of time working on. And mm-hmm. again, in fact, the home birth team were really good about... Uh, giving us advice about that in advance. Uh, one of the midwives on the team at that point was an expert mm-hmm. in a lot of these techniques, so she was really helpful to chat to. Mm-hmm. And then also during the whole, they were, uh, as midwives came around, they were very understanding and weren't intrusive. They were uh, wanting to fit in with Zoe's sort of, uh, what she was doing and how mm-hmm. it was uh, working for her. So I don't want to say 36 hours seemed like a short time, but 
I'm not sure it felt like 36 hours, but uh, it was. De- yeah. it, but in a, in, a, in, a, in a complicated way. Mm-hmm. And did you? Ha- you must have had shifts of different midwives in that period of time. So um, the first few consults were just done by the telephone, and they asked if uh, we'd like a midwife to come around, and Zoe said no. She thought she was doing fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a midwife came around five o'clock in the afternoon, so that's getting on for 24 hours into it to just check on Zoe, mm-hmm. and said that she thought she's still a bit to go, so we wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't stay. Mm-hmm. We again, would stay if we wanted, but so he mm-hmm. said she'd rather just be by uh, mm. just us. So that was fine. Uh, and then I think about eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night, uh, we went up again and thought and told the midwives. We thought actually maybe we could do with the midwife coming around now, mm-hmm. and that turned out to be Joe. So Joe came round mm-hmm. and yeah. checked in on us, and Joe seemed to think everything was fine and sort of left us to it for a bit longer. And then mm-hmm. a few hours later, a midwife assistant came up, or I can't remember what the technical term is. And then 12 hours later, Emlyn was born. So, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. so did, did Joe stay with you from that period? Yes, yeah, so, sorry. Yeah, so, uh, we were talking about shifts. So Joe then basically mm-hmm. stayed with us throughout from there on, which was quite the Herculean effort, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Emlyn was, in fact, born at 7.58am and the shift changes at 8am. <laughs> so, oh. in fact, I think by the time Emlyn was there, we had possibly uh, two midwives and two assistants. And <laughs> just on the else. handover yes. bit. It was so. worked really well, actually. Yeah. Lovely. It was a wonderful night, actually. It was a very special night. You must tell people what it was. Well, it was. It was. It was. It was, it was born on New Year's Day. Yes. So, uh, so it was a New, New, New Year's, Year's night. Eve yeah. night. Mm. So we do. I do an on call from eight pm till eight am. Sometimes mm. or eight am then till eight pm. Mm. So, so it, it, it's nice having that stretch of time actually because it means that I do have the chance to be with. It, there's less of a chance of handing over and more of a mm. chance of being able to be there for the duration, yeah. mm. which is great. Sure. Brilliant. But brilliant. It was, yes. Oh, that was lovely. But it was quite memorable. I, the, 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 at midnight, I think it was, just before midnight, um, Zoe got in the pool, didn't she? There was a birth pool. And then I'll never forget, because, of course, it was in the Birmingham city centre where you are. That's right, that's right. And then off went the New Year fireworks. Yeah. All over the city. <laughs> yeah, the whole horizon lifts up. Just incredible, <laughs> really, the midnight bit, and then and then it, it, it just you know. The it all felt a bit magical at that point. By five a.m., it felt a bit less magical. Yes, yeah, that was harder. Wasn't but then it, it felt more magical at eight a.m. Yes. So that was it. Yes, and then there's an aspect sometimes like you're describing of which you can do at home, and that often happens, and I think was quite important for you there, was just tucking tucking Zoe up in bed, actually, for a bit to rest. So that was wonderful, mashallah, that actually you were able to be there together, have the fireworks going off, and everybody excited, waiting for this new birth, but still feeling calm at the same time, and everything mm-hmm. was in hand. And did Zoe manage to get some sleep? So... Some sleep, maybe. So the, when she first went into labour, she uh, was about probably 10 o'clock at night. Mm. We got a couple of hours sleep that first night. Mm. Um, then during the day, uh, no real sleep. There may be a little bit of gentle snoozing at times, mm-hmm. but I just sort of curled up in bed trying to be fairly relaxed. Uh, and then the sort of second night, I don't think she really slept at all. So about 5am, mm. when things weren't really getting too much further along, Joe um, took a sort of matronly hand and sent us all packing off to bed. <laughs> and I got about half an hour's sleep. I don't think Zoe did. But then I woke up half an hour later to discover everything had uh, broken, uh, broken loose and mm. uh, people were jumping into pools and all sorts of excitement. Yeah. I, think, I think it might have been less exciting for Joe and more oh, it was moments great. of calculation. But, it was uh, great how it evolved. And I think that's right. I think it's very interesting how women, when they're in labour, 
the way that hormones work and everything. When they're tired and they've been laboring a while, if you if they lie down, they will snooze between contractions mm-hmm. and just especially I think sometimes they I think they had the entonox just to breathe mm. through but just to sleep between contractions it's very restoring mm. and um, sometimes just to take that bit of time to relax and lie down and rest is really good mm. and then like you say I think she woke up and her waters went and then you know the baby was coming which was fantastic mm. it just did the trick beautifully Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. and for you you had to wake up suddenly then because you've been in a deep sleep yeah <laughs> and it was all changed like <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> did you have to prepare your house much? Did you have to move around furniture? You said mentioned about having a water. Yeah, so we had a um, one of these inflatable paddling mm-hmm. pools, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, though it's quite a glorified paddling pool, I have to say, mm-hmm. but anything I did the kid. But yes, yeah, so we had to move the kitchen table out. We did that in advance. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, we just inflated it where that was, and it was okay. We, didn't, we don't have carpets or anything, so mm-hmm. we didn't have to worry about anything getting wet from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Um, the only excitement for that was that the uh, boiler broke halfway through uh, filling the pool, so Ooh. we were using kettles and pans and all sorts. But that worked surprisingly well. So yeah. if, any, if any fathers out there are worrying about mm-hmm. that side of things, it mm-hmm. turns out it's actually not as hard as you think it's going to That's be. True. So. Right, so it's good. That's good reassurance because it always does break down when you least want yeah. it to break down. <laughs> you go to the transitional way, you know, mm. <laughs> just you know, boiling, you know, hands <laughs> and water. going. Now back. we know why <laughs> the dads are always sent off to boil water <laughs> <laughs> just for the pools in the film. <laughs> so Kamal, did, what was your experience like indeed which you, you've got mashallah four born at home yes yes and, yes and they've been very very quick did you have to prepare the house much you had also a water birth at one stage yes yes well the first if you if you call I mean I've got five kids the second child that was my first experience which is Jibril in Manchester mm. um, that one it was like kind of like getting to prepare everything in terms of the the bed, you know, you know, and then I'm putting something, you know, waterproof, everything, so, you know, just make make things you know, ready, towels, mm-hmm. um, and uh, even the uh, even the, the the way, you know, it has to be uh, inclined, because obviously I believe, you know, in a way that's a common sense. The the birth gets from from top to bottom. It's not like laying down the lady. I I don't why I don't understand, you know, why they lay some ladies flat where the baby she has to be really putting some pressure mm. or to release you know the baby and it's very very helpful so i made <coughs> made sure that the bed was just inclined in a way for her you know and cushions you know more like cozy and she's around and i'm seeing her more, um, and this is a connection i have to really say uh, for the home birth it has to be two sides it has to be the two partners mm-hmm. there's no one side most of the unsuccessful uh, home birth, I guess, is because of the woman she's left on her own. Mm. It has to be the support of the father. And it sounds like you've had that uh, there. It sounds like you were very engaged mm. and actually very hands-on, yeah. which probably helped with the whole bonding process with baby as to. well. So it's yeah. really good that yeah, you were there. To. As mm. a Muslim as well, it's going to be like for many fathers, it's like a taboo. Mm. How is it possible for you to just sit there because it's a traditional way where women deal with women and maybe the cousin, maybe the her mother, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. but this is, you know, if you find somewhere, so, you know, if you find yourself somewhere <coughs> where there's no one around you, you have mm-hmm. to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with it the way that you can. And were you and alone? Did you have anybody with you? Too? Yeah, I mean, I had the... The, the midwife, besides the midwife. Uh, no, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, myself, you know. Yeah. Just by yourself. And yeah, who looked after the other children? The children, uh, you know, they were asleep. 
and we prayed hard that they come, <laughs> they didn't wake up, and, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't. and my guests actually, you know, I told you they came from Holland, and they didn't even know nothing about it. It's amazing. It was a you screaming. You're talking about screaming. Yes, I had two guests, two ladies. They d- I did not disturb them. You know, they were really upset in the morning, and so you know, why didn't you? I said, well, you know, you've been journey and tired, you know, and this is really tiring, you know, uh, when you look at your wife, you know, going and in pain and mm-hmm. and uh, actually you know I, I tell you one funny thing is the uh, <coughs> is that when she was hanging um, we had the fridge sorry we had the f- we had the fridge while she was a presenter you know she'd know you know that gets more closer to the mm-hmm. to the mic than far away so she was around you know, in the kitchen it was like an open kitchen right and and I could see her you know going around going around and then all of a sudden the water broke and she hung on the fridge and I said, "Oh, it's amazing! You know, you remind me about Mary because she 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 hangs on the on the tree, you know, on the palm tree, but you are on the fridge, <laughs> like a modern a modern style, <laughs> you know. So it was like a, that's sort of like a funny thing. And um, eventually, after the water gone, that's it. I said, just let go, lay down, lay down, just lay down, you know. And obviously, you know, she followed my instructions. And uh, as soon as she lay down, Jibril is about to come." I could see the head, I'm following everything. And it's a beautiful and it was really, really touching because no one understand what the mother goes through until you could see it with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Then you exactly know what women go through. And this is nothing really. We have to appreciate that. Yeah, we have to appreciate it. Yeah. You see some life. It's yeah. a moment, isn't it? It's, it's a moment, it's momentum. Yeah. It's amazing, you know. You could see yourself, obviously. And when I was yeah. when seeing my child coming out, I'm thinking, oh, it's like I'm getting born again. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a lovely phrase to move into our commercial break with, indeed. Oh. <laughs> Raising women for, for what they're doing and for, for yeah. reproducing <coughs> in mankind and for their for being there and I think we all need to appreciate that indeed and, and appreciate each other not just yeah. women but appreciate each other so listeners don't go away do tune in to us after this commercial break we're, we're going to continue this conversation inshallah and we're going to speak to another father about his experience and uh, what his home birth experience was like Asalaamu Alaikum